0: He's in this month tonight. All right, you're back after a hiatus to say the least. Episode 52. What's up, gents? Hello, up? Avis. <laughs> what up? It's been a minute, boys. It's 52.
1: A, Damn.
0: It's been a hot minute, man. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of shit go down in the past few months. <laughs>
1: We sure have. You, yeah. thought COVID yeah. you thought COVID would've knocked us down, but no, dude, just some bullshit random stuff does. That's pretty yeah, that <laughs> right.
2: it's 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 to come out of COVID that could knock us down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs>
3: wow. It's trying to get caught
0: back up in life. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it sucks. I hate the office. Fucking hate it.
4: <laughs>
0: you back at the office? I'm back at the office Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So, oh man, they're they're working with me on the schedule. So, I'm I'm very appreciative of that.
1: That's good, so, dude. At least they're trying to work it, man. I I was hoping you wouldn't have to go back.
0: I know. I was kind of hoping. I, I was hoping I wasn't either, man. I gotta. Yeah, I
3: thought they were talking about making you a full time work from home, dude.
0: Uh, that's kind of the route I thought we were going to, but. I'm back. We got a freaking work truck. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you did get a truck back? Yeah. Yeah. Give us give us this truck because we're gonna give you a different truck, apparently, is what the game (laughs) wants. Is is it is it yellower than the last one or what? (laughs) So the last truck I had was like a Denver district like cookie cutter truck, right? F-150. Two wheel drive, single cab, low profile, you know, those ones. This one I have now is a F two fifty heavy duty, four by four, running boards, tinted windows. I mean, it's it's a big ass truck, dude. Dang. you know yeah, raised. You know why rave, you got yeah.
2: you know why you got that truck, right? Hmm. Infrastructure.
4: <laughs>
0: hey, we we are we are keyword infrastructure. So.
1: Dude, so uh Steve, I gotta tell you, babe, I've been knowing you for like how long now? Like ten years or so? Yeah. Okay, remember when me and Scott and it was somebody else and I can't remember who it was, we all came over to your apartment to help you move in that very first time?
0: Uh Doug Doug. Smith? Yeah,
1: Doug Wilson.
0: Yeah.
3: Wil-
0: or Smith, Wilson?
3: yeah. Which, Not Wilson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Anyway, who cares
4: about it? Who cares about that? (laughs) I don't
3: give a fuck about that. He was the dude on the video that was like, welcome to the shit show. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, I remember pulling up to your apartment and your old truck was there. And I was like, damn, I thought Steve worked for a construction company, not a lock and key place.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! It took a minute. Yeah, that would take a
1: minute. All right. So anyway,
3: yeah. that's so bad that it, it took was us. Mad, I, I, it. I was yeah. waiting for it, like and and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and <laughs> ten. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know you were a locksmith.
0: You gotta let yeah, the so. you gotta let the drummer know so he can hit that rim shot. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no rim shot. Anyway, there you go.
0: Yeah. I need a. I, mean, I need a. We need a rimshot key. Dude, <laughs>
3: yeah, that'd we, be
1: awesome.
0: We need a fucking soundboard like no other.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because <laughs> then I could use it outside of the podcast. Outside, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, I guess that's I guess right. we. probably well, well, would you just guess... run around
0: with a soundboard making noise. that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Like, my kids would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh well. Well, and, and anybody fished in the last three months? I don't think so. So this podcast was brought to you by 5280. We're done, guys.
2: Have a Rahm. good night. That's
1: it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us. See you in September. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I know you guys have fish. So who's up? Let's uh, let's let's get the big dog out first, man. He's been putting in the dirt. No, it's, we're going uh-huh. straight to Scotty. Get the, oh, the, the boy in there hmm That dude's fish uh, more than all three of us he, put
2: together. He, he's the he's the fisherman with a part time job selling shit. Yeah, no
3: shit, shit
4: dude.
3: <laughs> yeah, the problem though is that dude, I've got like three hours worth of fishing shit to talk about. And uh <laughs> I was I'm I'm not entirely sure how I want to break it out, like, you know, how much for this episode, how much for the next of ev- it? I mean, we're, like, yeah. six episodes behind, so I'm like, shit, what the fuck? How am I going to break this shit out? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I, let's see. Yeah. I have fished. I've fished the Colorado. I've fished Cheeseman Canyon. I have fished some new water. Uh on the South Platte drainage, I have fished the Green in Utah. Um, I've fished 11 Mile Canyon. I've fished the Boulder River in Montana since the last
1: Nana time and one more. One more, Scotty. Mm. The Boise River.
3: Oh yeah, shit the Boise River. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Oh,
3: I've got that in a different section, that's why. Oh, dude. gotcha. Yeah. yeah,
2: you fish so much you got like three different sections of notes. Yeah,
3: exactly. Well. Yeah, I mean so I uh yeah, when when I fish or when I do shit that I'm thinking like okay, I want to re- I want to mention this in the podcast or it'd be a good topic or whatever. I try to go into the outline that we have saved in the Google Drive and and throw it in there. But then if I have other things that I think are noteworthy, I put them in a different section. So, uh, Mm. that one was in a different section. So I thought that might come up actually figured Rob would have something to say about that. And then I would share my experience as well. But so, yeah, I guess, uh, so floating the Colorado, uh, I was with Kurt, Kurt Blois. He's, uh, Tall guy, something or other on Instagram, fucking (laughs) solid, solid dude. He's a hell of a guy. One of my, one of my great friends. Um, and yeah, we just went and fucked around. We, we floated a section that, uh, I think he hadn't really spent much time on and just kind of wanted to check it out hadn't had been a while. And so we, we put in and floated. I did some rowing, caught a bunch of fish, um, you know, Kurt's Kurt's an awesome dude. I mean, it's like yeah. I'm sitting there, hey, you want me to row? You want me to row? No, dude, you're fucking killing it. Let's just keep going, man. He's like, and I said, Well, yeah, but you're rowing the whole time and it's your boat. And I wanna I want you to fish too. So he finally let me row out in like the last hour and a half um or so. And uh, he just he just banged the banks with streamers and got some fish. But uh so that was a good time. Um, it, it's been so long ago, I don't recall if there was anything like noteworthy <laughs> other than just having an awesome time with an awesome dude. And uh, it, that was kind of like, uh, I don't know, it was really when things were starting to kind of turn for the better um, relative to the COVID mask situation where, you know, you started to get outside of Denver and Douglas County and whatever. And, uh, and, hey, geez, nobody's wearing masks. Like, huh, this is kind of cool. So that was the first like glimpse of glimmer of hope <laughs> of back then. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, uh, then let's see, uh, Ron Brown and I went into Cheeseman. Um, he had never been so, well, he had been, but he had only been, you know, to family hole. So he had never really spent, hiked in and spent time in the top section of the river. So we went in there with the dogs and had a freaking blast, um, caught a bunch of fish and it was, uh, you know, kind of gotten away from i used to like check the flows and i'd be like okay let's check all the flows and figure out where we're gonna go right and it was like now i'm just like well whatever the flow is i'm i'm gonna work it out i mean i know how to fish it it used to be that oh man those flows are too high and i don't know how to catch fish or those fo- flows are too low and i don't know how to catch fish so you know i'm not gonna fish there well now you know we've kind of got that shit figured out so i don't even check anymore i just like walk up and go oh shit this stuff's super low but so it was low and when i got home i checked to see what it was and it was like 43 cfs oh geez yeah and that that low i mean it's kind of good and bad one you know all the super fishy runs that hold a lot of big fish up in the riffles and stuff were just so skinny that there weren't many fish in them. But when you did find them, you found them in numbers. So it kind of, you know, collected the fish and some deeper cooler spots with, with good strong riffles coming into them. And, you know, it would be like, oh man, I know there's, there, there's usually fish right here and we're looking and there's like two fish in there. You pick those two off and move on. And then you'd find a deep section of water where you're just kind of blind casting cause you don't see anything cause it's so deep and you're just, you know, I, at one point I went like six for six, just boom, 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 boom. So, uh, it was a good day. We had a great time and had fun with the dogs and didn't see anybody most Ooh. of the day. And that, yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing we, he was like, all he had ever heard about was just how crowded it always is, and so mm-hmm. I said, "Dude, when you hike in, like that's a game changer. That that kind of levels the playing field because ninety nine percent of the fucking insta hoes that just want to grip and grin selfie to to throw up on their social media, they just want to fucking park the car, walk in, and and get a fish, you know, ass first or however." so they're not putting in the work but that is just a gorgeous place so we had a good time in there and when we left he's like i can't believe we didn't see another person until we were like walking out so that was fun
0: those days are nice nice,
1: man they are nice yeah
3: Mm -hmm. hell yeah so let's see after that yeah i explored some new water um a little difficult to get to i kind of you know, mapped it out and was looking at satellite images and just trying to figure out like an approach to get in there. And on the satellite image on Google Maps, I saw like three Jeeps parked like next to the river. So I'm like, oh shit, fuck, I can drive right to the river. I can I can rob this some of a bitch. I can go Hell out yeah. there like rigs. And
1: uh <laughs> parking fish, maybe uh, that's it.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I drove there, and I followed the route that I selected. And then when I got there, I was about three miles from the river, and there was a locked gate. So I'm like, ah, shit. So Cooper and I hiked in. It was uh, three miles and 1,200 feet of elevation downhill to get to the river. And uh, I parked, uh, we walked in, I get down to the river. And when I got down to the river, right on the other side of the river, there was a Jeep sitting there. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, I had taken, if I had taken the Forest Service roads on the other side of the river, I could have gotten all the way to the river. But anyway, it was a nice day for a hike. So I get down there and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Well, fuck it. Uh, it's time to fish. So I'm looking at the river, and it was, you know, that was around the same time that the cheese that uh, Cheeseman Canyon was flowing in the low 40s, and uh, this section was was like 105, and it's a smaller river than Cheeseman Canyon. So 105 was perfect. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of pumping through there, but not like pumping pumping but uh it had it was cool water lots of oxygen so the fish were active and I was just looking up and downstream I'm like dude this all looks fucking money and I'm like well if I was a fish I'd be sitting right there so I threw in there first cast 16 inch rainbow like well that's cool I've never fished before that's a good start so then I I fished that spot a few more times caught some smaller browns and then kind of worked my way down around this bend and I was planning on Heading upstream to go explore a little more water, but I'm looking across the river going, okay, if I was a big trout, I would be sitting right in the tail out on that far side in front of that big boulder. So I threw all the way across the river and threw a big stack man upstream of it and fed it down in there and sure as shit, 17 inch brown, boom came out of the water three or four times. And then it went down the chute between the two boulders. And I put some pressure to it to try to keep it from going down the chute. And my fucking rod broke.
4: Oh, and I had God. only been
3: fishing for 45 minutes at that point, And I only brought one rod. <laughs> so oh I was like, well, I guess we're fucking done. <laughs> but I was Damn. like, shit, dude, I caught 12 fish in 45 minutes in that fucking one section. I'm like, I'm going back there for sure.
1: And you know what so now. You don't have to hike it. You can just drive to the other side of the river and be right there.
3: Well, interesting that you should say that. Because a, a week or so after that, I uh, was talking to my other buddy, and I'm like, hey, man, we need to go. He's like, we haven't fished in forever. I'm like, all right, check this out. You want to go on a fucking exploration mission with me? I said, we might not fish. We might not get to the river, but... I want to go check this place out. If we do get to the river, I know it's fucking good and let's go check it out. So, we took the other route and he's like, "Dude, I don't know if you can get through this shit. You know, we're in my Armada." And that thing, I mean, it's got good tires and it's the four-wheel drive system on that thing's pretty fucking bulletproof, but it's a big rig that thing weighs like 4,800 pounds. It's fucking, it sits, it sits like a fucking bulldog. I mean that the tires are pretty far spaced apart and you know how those forest service roads and especially those skinnier Jeep and side-by-side trails, like those, those bitches are pretty narrow. So we made about four different runs at the river. There were, there were like four different roads that, that made their way down to the river. And I think the closest we got was about a mile from the river. And I mean, if it was, if it was just me I would have hiked in, but the guy that I was with is 78 years old and I wasn't really like, you know, we're 14 miles from the nearest like road or house or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to get stuck with this dude and end up having to walk out that far i mean he's in good shape and he would have been fine you know hiking in and back out but if we got stuck like trying to hike out 14 miles and and up those dirt roads it would have been a struggle so i mean i had i had it in four low for probably four hours that day and there were a couple spots where it was i had to take a few different runs at it to get the angle right and there were a couple spots where I wasn't a hundred percent sure we were going to get through it, but, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool spot. We never did make it to the river that day, but then uh, we did hit deckers on the way home and, uh, we hung some fish there. So
4: that was, nice.
3: but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of different buddies who are, uh, fly fishers that have Jeeps, uh, and then Gabe Amaya, he's got a side-by-side. He's like, fuck yeah, let's take that some bitch up there. I'm like, he goes, yeah, you can throw a rod rack right on top of it. I'm like,
4: shit, yeah. So... <laughs>
3: so
2: yeah. You, can drive to, you can take side-by-sides on those forestry roads out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Pennsylvania That's- State Forest, you're not allowed. No ATVs, no UTVs. Well, none of that. so,
3: wilderness areas, you're not allowed any powered vehicles. But... Forest Service, like National Forest stuff, as long as it's not a designated wilderness area, you're good. Yeah. See, and when I was I walking out that day, I freaking had like six or eight uh, side by sides blow past me, and I was really tempted to flag one down and be like, "Hey, you want to take me and my dog up to the top of the hill?" But uh, I didn't.
0: Yeah. Dude, that's hey, that's that's where you just got to carry cash with you and hold out that yep. twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's exactly right like, Or honestly just act like that so how does it nervous. work
2: out in PA? Oh, so Here, I'll jump into my stuff real quick So yeah. I just went through I just went through this Monday up, uh, So Monday So uh, you talk about exploring new water, right? So there's a number of Streams that are listed out here Our, our state makes it pretty Simple You, you go to the state uh, fish commission site And there's class A wild trout waters and you can kind of see yeah, they the have government published
3: spot burning
2: yeah i mean it's literally you you, you can look up the gps <laughs> coordinates of the of the top and the bottom and but getting to them is a different story right so there was one stream that i wanted i still want to fish that's uh wild rainbow trout and i got within about three and a half miles of it and i did not have time to hike it on monday so that one's a Noted for another time, but, um, so I turned, so I turned around. Yeah. So I turned around and came back in, um, up into some state forest land and just running fire roads. Same deal. Right. I got to a gate and it was like, shit. All right. So I marked the gate. I run Google maps and I, if you look at my Google maps, I probably have 200 pins in my part of Pennsylvania. It's just labeled. Right. Um, you know, forestry gate here can hike from here, park here. I know it for the next time, and then I can start to pan stuff out. So I ended up hitting a, a uh, Brook Trout stream up in there. Just that was my spell safe, right? So I would say if you're looking to explore new water, like you said about hitting uh, Deckers, on we have to have a backup plan, right? Go for primary. If you can't hit primary, have a secondary so you didn't just waste a day out driving around forestry roads. Probably well, I don't through.
3: think it's a wasted day, man. Even if you don't end up fishing, I don't think it's a wasted day. Yeah. I mean, well,
2: here we have so many brook trout streams that if you don't hit one for an hour, you're stupid. Fish. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well,
1: or, or at least, uh, you know, bring somebody and you can be like roadhead.
2: Yes. That too oh, yeah. Works. That works, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I did a little bit of fishing, brook trout fishing on Monday, um, new stream, nice. new stream, hiked in, um, I probably only hiked a mile into this place, so, um, you know, caught, caught a good bit of brookies, um, didn't see another human being, which is always a benefit. And then uh, kind of got out of town and, and back to work. Uh, my new things, you know, we went on vacation down the Smoky Mountains two weeks ago, and I did not fish a minute. Um, hey. We ended up we ended up hiking. We hiked two or three different days. Um, so that's probably my new thing. I went out and bought a bought a backpack and um, and a for a rod. Oh, no, I fish a seven-foot. I fish a seven-foot
3: <laughs> seven three-weight. so um, It's not packable.
2: I got a backpack. <laughs> it's not telescoping. It's not telescoping. <laughs> yeah, so I bought a pack. I can throw my rod tube in and strap it into. And uh, I think that's a good conversation, maybe for for after we get through fishing reports, kind of, you know, if you are going to hike, how do you prepare and how do you uh, limit what you're carrying because you obviously can't
3: take a full selection of,
2: you know, you don't want to take in. Ew. Normally, I've got i got carry... something
3: in my uh, gear review that ah, speaks perfect. to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh I, I, I normally have six to eight different fly boxes in my tote, and then I pick from there when I go fishing. But, you know, what I learned was I, I can throw together one box to kind of cover everything. So we can yep. come back to that later, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Other than that, it's hot as shit out here, and the water's low, and uh, that's the other thing I'd throw in there. You know, those uh, those summertime kind of quick trips in the morning get out early, and uh, I was out of the woods by noon. So, um, you know, it was 95 at my house. It was 75 up on top of the summit, and uh, noon o'clock was plenty of time to be getting the hell out of there. So Um, we did get some rain yesterday and today, so.
3: Maybe this weekend. I yeah, we're see. getting some rain right now. Lucky.
0: Yeah. It's a little gray here. I'm not getting any rain
2: yeah. now. Other than that, I don't know any other fishing I did. I did some, but nothing notable. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> it, was right? probably, it was probably stock trout that, you know, that one reviewer hated on us about, so I won't talk about it.
0: No nah. oh, That's
3: right. You remember that shit. I just that shit is just gone before I even put it anywhere in the memory. Base. Oh
2: no, I'll hold a grudge for the rest of my life. I'll remember every damn thing somebody said.
3: <laughs> Fucking love it. Love it. Yeah, well, you're a lot younger than I am, so your brain hasn't been completely saturated with so much bullshit that there's no yeah. more room for it. Uh, that's my situation. BJ
1: is the worst part of all girlfriends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you right. yeah, five he, years <laughs> an argument, He'll pull up some shit from six years ago and just be like, "Yeah, but you said Bubba," and I'll
1: be like, "What
3: the <laughs> fuck?" <Yeah. laughs>
1: I ain't never said that shit.
0: Wasn't me.
1: That's awesome. Where are you at, Steve? You better have some fishing in here, damn dude. it's been think- ninety days.
0: I think we went a couple times. Uh we actually went today as a matter of fact to the falls. Nice. And it was gorgeous and it rain it was cloudy. <clears throat> you know how it is up there when those clouds are rolling over the mountains. It's just gorgeous, dude. Um Hell yeah. But it was good. Water's water's a little off color right now. Um just because they're I mean because they're getting rain up there like every single afternoon. Nice. So There's a lot of water coming in, so everything is off color, and uh, you know, same thing. Like BJ said, it gets it gets hot, so get out there, get the best bang for your buck. I think I caught, I don't know, we didn't get up there till eight. Probably caught three or four, missed probably five, just screwing around with the girls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it was nice. Couple rainbows. Caught me a nice little palomino. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, share, I'll share a picture of that, but it was good, man. You know, the girls are the girls and and River are getting more uh, independent, which is nice. So, you know, it's like, hey, can you put on this lure and take off some hooks, and can I go over here and fish? And you know, pretty sweet. Hey, that's awesome. Like
2: yeah. <clears throat> hey, pretty soon they're going
3: to be like, yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have we? Sat down.
2: Have we not recorded in so long that we blew right through runoff season? Like, we totally blew right through runoff. Yeah, dude, we missed it.
4: <laughs> dude, we didn't have
3: any snow here, so there was the, uh, not much for runoff season. Yeah, Although, I will cool. say the Colorado River is going to be fucked for a few years from all the scarring and
0: oh yeah, well, you all that shit from the fires.
3: <clears throat> Big old mudslide. Mm. went all the way across both directions of i-70
0: yeah seven feet of mud at the no-name exit which is right there at grizzly creek i think isn't it yeah damn so it's ugly yeah dude that's
3: gonna be fucked for a while my only hope is that the uh well we'll save that for later
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit we need to manage our forests fuckers
3: yes no, we yeah. need to
0: fucking stop
3: putting the fires out. Let the fires burn naturally yes. when they burn so you don't fucking keep stoking them. They just for decades have been putting these fires out. Oh, we got to save these billion dollar fucking houses. Dude, just if you build in the forest, your house is going to burn down eventually. It's just part of the process. But yeah. Yeah, if sure. the, the problem is they don't let these fires burn out. And so... They get so much fucking unburned fuel built up all over the millions of acres of national forests that now we can't put them out and they burn so hot that they burn everything. and nothing can grow back because there's no seeds, there's no nothing. They're just fucking barren. I know this I know
2: bullshit. some lumber I know some lumber companies who could help with some of that forestry
0: management. Yeah, 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 I need to. Hey, while you're <laughs> at it, see if you can help us manage the fucking water. No, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, we don't want to do that. That's too much. We or need to or out of the wood,
2: or or energy, <laughs> right, Rob?
1: Yeah, energy would be a good thing too. Yeah, I'd, I'd like electricity. That'd
2: yeah, be fun. That'd be really fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and help no, us. <laughs> no, no, no calls from Idaho Power by your uh posts I mean your comments you and Brian I got
2: nothing for you. No right. I appreciate I to, the try though. I'll have to <laughs> try harder tomorrow. <laughs> I wish I'm, I wish him a great holiday weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuckers probably took yesterday, tomorrow off and Monday. So yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Sunday That's awesome. what about you, Gabby? Uh
1: let's see. I haven't fished that much. I fished uh the keys uh i fished no.
4: <laughs>
2: cuba
1: i fished ascension bay hawaii and Tamarack. that's you know, That's all i did yeah did you, right. you
2: forgot about the chandelier Islands.
1: yeah no i didn't do that when the chandeliers were hanging up in here we had to install those uh,
2: okay yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's about it i didn't that's catch a dick on any of them i didn't catch a single fish there you go because I was a shitty fisherman, <laughs> evidently. Yeah.
2: That's because you that's, were too busy.
1: That's
2: because much... you were on the phone with the power company the whole time. You couldn't catch no fish. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, I just fished. Uh, I didn't fish all that. I fished the keys and uh, tarpon were not really in and weather was pretty shitty, uh, but did manage a few bonefish and cuda. Uh, fished uh, Oregon a few times uh, at the Awahi. Been fishing the shit out of bass. I belong to a... Uh, uh, a guy that owns a ranch over here that, uh, he has a nice bass lake in there and he lets me fish in there, been fishing that a lot, fish the Boise river behind the house and then up by barber, a uh, few fish there and, uh, the South Fork, of uh, the Boise. And so, uh, right before they bump the flows up. So, uh, yeah, that's nothing major for me, man. I haven't caught a big fish in so long. I, I don't even remember what it's like. So yeah, <laughs> I need to go to a place where I can actually catch some fish.
0: Join the club, dog. Join the club.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, but, I mean, I'm catching fish. It's just meh. I mean, anything that's under 20, I don't really, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I just am like, well, where's them fucking 30 ones? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking for 30. Yeah, so, but uh, just fish for some bull trout on the South Fork, and uh, nothing but bows in there. I mean, there's solid bows in there. Uh, I mean, there's they're good fish, but. Uh, man, that, that that bull trout's on my list, and we're coming up oh. into the time, and that's when uh, everybody starts to go up for the spawn. So, I don't know. I might skip that. I just uh, I want to catch a bull trout, but I don't want to catch it when it's uh, up on going swimming up to get on a red. So,
3: I don't that's know.
0: The, that's the only time I want to catch them. What's the difference yeah. between that and
3: steelhead fishing?
1: Steelhead fishing is, I don't really do it at all, any of it. <laughs> yeah Yeah, but i mean
3: uh, i mean you're saying you don't want to obviously not targeting bull trout on a fucking red but fishing to bull trout that are migrating up to spawn that's no different than steelhead fishing in the rivers as long as you're not like i mean you're doing it early in the season when they're still migrating and they're not actively spawning
1: yeah that's uh so here in idaho you can target them uh but it's July now, so they're going to be on reds, and oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's why I went earlier. Well,
3: Idaho and game and fish up. doesn't give a fuck, so why should you? Now they just put
1: <laughs> they just put a sign up that says, uh, "Beware, there's bull trout here. You can't harvest them." That kind of shit. So, uh, did but, you see uh,
3: on off- the ID the IDGF website that they posted the new uh, state record steelhead? And oh, they I showed the rainbow. dude fucking ripped it off of a red. And it was like uh, last month. I mean, it was, they were full on in the throes of the spawn and they posted it on their fucking website. So I, I, yeah. I was saying that IDGF should be IDGAF because I don't give a fuck about Steelhead. That's <laughs> what they're saying. Well,
0: Man, there's, uh, there's so many of these organizations that just see a fish and all they see is interaction and, and the social value of it. And don't even yeah. think twice about not posting it. Oh, yeah, people don't give a don't
1: shit. shit. It was a big B run, too, man. That fucker was huge. But they just got the, I think it was like the largest the state record cut throwed out at Henry's Fork. That thing was a freaking hog, man. It was a hog. But that was in the lake. So uh, they're off the spawn. So, I mean, they're they're all up in there. But
3: you I see what they're doing in this, the south Island. fork of the snake?
1: Uh-uh. I don't I, they've I killed.
3: They've it. killed over twelve thousand rainbows down there.
1: Oh yeah, I did hear about that. And they had a lottery on them. If you catch a fish with a tag in it, you uh, get put into this lottery for I can't remember. It's like five grand or ten grand or
3: something like that. Yeah, they a had new a- car. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, so that's a, that's that. if you get your COVID vaccine.
2: I was gonna say, is <laughs> it like a <the> COVID <laughs> vaccine <cool>. lotteries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's uh yeah, I did see that now you say that. Man, I forgot about that, Scott. That's that's been a minute, seems like I mean but. the thing
3: is that I get that if it's a fucking like Instagram page for you know Rapala fishermen or some shit. But it's the fucking <laughs> Idaho Department of Fish and Game or Game and Fish or whatever the fuck they call themselves. They should know better. They should know better than all of us. Yeah. I mean, if if anybody should be setting the example, it's them.
1: Well, you got to think about what you said right there. So, you, Idaho, I, I'm allowed to say it because, number one, I'm a fucking redneck, but it's pretty redneck here. And fly fishing makes up probably maybe 10% of it. The rest of it, of those people, are all spin fishing. They're using planer boards. They they don't give a shit. All they're thinking about is just getting that fish on the wall or in the freezer. And it usually has a fucking, you know, string through its gills and sitting on the side of the bank. So. I think that uh, uh, they're they're actually pitching it to the right people. It's that small amount of fly fishermen that are like us that would go, "Man, that fish is on the damn reds, dude. What are you doing, man? That's a uh, that's not a fair fair chase kind of thing, you know." So, uh, it's it's pretty redneck. I mean, I've seen guys here on the Boise with just a stringer full of whitefish, and I'm like, "What the hell are they gonna do with that?" But they eat them. I mean, every fish that they catch, man, they it's like right on the stringer, right on the stringer, right in the
3: bucket. Right on the Traeger, baby. Right on the Traeger. Yeah, but But the thing is that those same people will sit there and talk about how fucking horrible the run of steelhead are, and they're endangered, and we have to protect them and all this shit. And then they turn around and do that. I mean, I'm not opposed to harvesting fish, dude. I mean, fuck, I I went up to Idaho. We caught a steelhead. We ate the motherfucker. It was a hatchery fish. Like, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, But... I mean, come on. Have some fucking. I mean, educate Morals. yourself. And it's the goddamn Idaho Department of Game and Fish. I mean, educate your fucking selves. You know, they gotta be. They need a new PR person. They just don't understand. Like, they have no idea what they're putting out there.
1: They just want that money, brother. They I will tell you. Look at that picture. They want that people to look at that picture and go, "Fuck! I need to go buy a fishing license if that's what they're yeah. catching." I need to go buy a fishing license.
2: And I would tell you, I would tell you from my part of the world, there are a lot more people bitching about the hatcheries not making more fish than people protecting wild fish. And that's just, I i, I would guess there's a shitload of states that are like that, man. Just, mm-hmm. nope, we'll just grow more of them. It's the American way, right?
3: Well, okay, then fucking <laughs> we'll pick. grow more. Pick, <laughs> pick them, <laughs> right, man. You know hey, they can't exactly. say out of one side of their mouth that they're conservationists and they're trying to protect steelhead, and say out of the other side of their mouth, let's fill our fucking freezers. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, it's That's, it's fucking dumb. It's hip- it hypocritical.
1: So when I run for president in twenty twenty four, the first thing I'm gonna do is outlaw all spin fishermen. If you don't like it? Go learn to fly <laughs> fish. You guys suck ass. That's the first thing. Second thing: we're are getting rid of all bras and all women's shirts are going to be cut-offs. That's it.
3: Yeah. That's it. You got my vote. <laughs> well, well, I mean, <laughs> that, wait, wait, wait. no, I would go a step further. I would go got, a step further. What do you got? And I don't mean on the boobs. I mean, I'm, I'm all wow. for whatever. But uh, <laughs> I would go a step further. I would say bait fishing is outlawed everywhere. Because like that, everywhere you go where bait fishing is allowed – This fucking place is trashed. There's fucking beer cans everywhere. There's foam worm boxes everywhere. Bait fishers just think that, you know, it's just pack it in. Someone else will pack it out. They just they just they're like, well, this thing doesn't even have any fucking beer in it anymore. Why would I want to carry it around? I mean, fuck, I could just drop it right here. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at these morons carrying empty fucking beer cans around. Holy shit. Like, wait a minute. That was my last fucking night crawler. Well, I guess I don't need to carry this fucking foam thing full of dirt anymore. Let's just fucking throw it on the ground. They're probably dumb enough to think that it's fucking biodegradable. So, I ha- I not had that they would care. Biopsies. They're just like, oh, I guess if we throw it in the water, eventually it'll fucking dissolve. So, I, I would know, be all for outlawing fishing.
1: Yeah, they think they throw it in the water. If they can't see it. It's out of mind, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. So, oh, dude, it's sunk down to the bottom. Same with their beer cans. I've seen dudes, like, stick their beer can in the water, fill it up, and then just let it go.
3: Oh, dude, like, when hey, I was a little man. kid, my uncles and shit would do that. They would they yeah. would sink the can, fill it with water, and watch it sink away. And they're like, sweet, I don't have to do anything with that. But, yeah. you know, we should yeah, would, fucking know better now. Yeah. We should know put, better.
0: I would put sand in mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sand, sand at least, you know, you're, you're going to keep it on the bottom. Uh,
2: usually usually mine would be okay. full of Copenhagen spit from my truck and then I'd just <laughs> dump it right in the river. That you stuff's go. pretty buoyant. <laughs> you're just you're just trying to add fish habitat at that point. I mean, that's, what the hell's the problem?
0: Crappie loves bushlight cans.
1: Croppy, Bush Light candy. <laughs> yeah. Croppy. Yeah,
0: Croppy awesome. and bushlight go hand in hand. Yeah. And yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Right. So, See
1: how quickly I uh, got tur- Pulled off the topic there I like it dude That's what I like so, about this podcast you never know Where the hell it's going to go mm-hmm. All
3: the time So, yeah. Well if it was predictable it wouldn't be any fun Nope to, Do you know where, where this podcast
2: back. is going to go though Where to a where? sponsor ad straight, read? To, straight to episode 5280 angler That's where it's going oh. Yeah This podcast right here is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you are searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you are looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, because it is summertime, y'all, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you, Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280 Angler is passionate about service and they're wild about the fish. And them boys work. Mm
0: -hmm. They They do work, man. Yeah, they do. They're wild about catching fish with holes
3: in them. What is going on with that? I've seen, like, and not just them, but I've seen multiple people in the last few days showing pictures, posting pictures of fish with big holes in their backs, and they're tagging it like, oh, a heron got one of these things. I'm like, that ain't a fucking heron. That's a gunshot wound or an arrow that went through that <laughs> foot. Dude, the holes are like fucking three-quarters of an inch of diameter. It ain't, exactly. And they're perfectly round all the way through. A heron has a pointy beak. If a heron got a chunk of it, it wouldn't be a clean hole going all the way through. Somebody's out there busting caps and fish.
1: That sucks, dude. Yeah, I can totally see that, too, because they're freaking idiots out there, man. And it's Especially not Decker's. Steve.
3: No, it it's not. Steve it's didn't just get a new suppressor that he's trying out, so it's not him. It's not <laughs> Steve. Hey, but I'm, I'm serious. Like a- I'm looking at those pictures going, that is not what a fucking heron bite looks like. I'm hey, sorry. I'm it, gonna, those are clean holes all the way through.
0: If I'm going to shoot a fish, it's going to be a carp.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be,
0: I'll be dead honest. I won't shoot a trout. <laughs> no, nah, you don't want to shoot, no shoot a fish. It's going to be a bait fisherman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will
0: fucking, I will put a gun to a carp's head and execute it.
3: <laughs> I'll kick a fucking bait fisherman and then shoot him and say, I thought it was a big old catfish.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'll say this, though. There is a, this year, there is a heron that's, uh, having its way living around up at Rainbow Falls this year.
3: Yeah, cuz there's 9 million bright yellow banana fish up there. He's like, "Hey, yep. man, this is going to be easy." There's I the bet the Harris, eagles are there.
0: There's the two uh the two eagles that are that are both mature, so the two white ones. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's an immature one that we saw today that's just, you know, the kind of brown modeled. So there's yep, at right. least there's at least 3 eagles up there now.
3: They'll be there forever, dude. They they pop out two babies a year, and sometimes they both survive. Usually, just one of them does, but that'll be the same way every year. And when their babies are growing, man, they're hunting nonstop, yep. nonstop, dude.
1: And ospreys are just as bad too, man. They'll they'll get it. They'll get them.
4: Yeah. Ospreys are
3: awesome.
4: I love watching we, yeah. them hunt. We Me saw too, man. that
0: when we went to the San Juan. Joe and I went to the San Juan. There was. Um, you know, when you get to that last corner at the takeout where you got to hook that left, Scotty, and then you got to, you know. You yeah, against that big rock wall. There was an Osprey just, we we saw Ospreys, like, all the, you know, all the way through that run, you know, through the float. But, we, you know, we didn't see anybody, any of them catching anything. And uh, we made the corner, and we are were, we we're rowing back into the boat ramp, and I looked back. You know, kind of upstream where the bait fishers sit on that opposite shore, and uh, they were pointing up, and sure enough, there's a fucking osprey, and he's got a fish in his talons, and he's gone. Like, Hell yeah, we just missed it, man. I was oh kinda, dang, they're fun to watch. Yeah, I was kind of pissed about <clears throat> it, but it was cool to see him take off. I mean, he just big ass fish, dude, two claws, and he was gone.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's actually nice. kind of cool. That's really oh, they're way cool to watch, dude. I'm telling. I'll, I'll be honest. If I'm out fishing and there's a bald eagle or an osprey working, and I catch a little fish, you'd I'll bonk that sucker and throw it out in the river to watch, <laughs> just to watch them come snatch it up. <laughs> <I love laughs> Only the, for the gram, though. Only for the gram, oh, so I can get oh, the yeah. so I can go live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that get that
2: get that catching fish picture by the osprey yeah. or the
3: eagle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hashtag nature is metal. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: hey, damn. yeah.
2: You don't see. You don't see that shit on Nature's Metal.
0: No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, that last episode, did I mention how many eagles and ospreys were up by Texas Hall? No, um, I don't think so. There is at least... There's two mature bald eagles that are hanging out up by Texas Hole now. And there's at least three osprey up there. Dang. Oh. And there, there's, there's, if you're looking upstream and kitty holes kind of, you know, you're looking over kitty hole towards the braids. Mm-hmm. At, you know, where you walk in at that one walk-in point, there's that yeah. telephone, that telephone pole that's like straight towards the dam. And it's got a mm-hmm. platform on it. The nest on there. Yep. That's where that's, that's where the eagles are. Oh, yeah. That's what that platform's for. And that's, uh. It makes sense because the fish count in Kitty Hole, I think, is way down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like super, super. Oh, low dude, I'm pro- I'm guessing a quarter of the
3: fish that they stock in there are just to feed the birds <laughs> of the prey.
0: Oh, I bet. Because I mean, you know, you know how you you would stand in Kitty Hole and you'd have t- five to ten fish below you. Now it's maybe one, maybe two. Mm. It was it was weird. It was a weird, weird time. Yeah, well, you well, know said, what? Makes sense. A lot of big birds there now.
1: Could so have something to two?
3: do with the 30 guys that would stand in the circle throwing dry flies at them. <laughs>
1: Could be. That's awesome.
3: That's
4: awesome. Yeah,
3: well,
1: you know what? VJ, you don't have it out there, but uh, when I fished the Oahe this past Sunday, it's a pretty busy river, and uh, guess what I saw there? A couple fish coming up to bootlick my boots, man. And I was like, dude, we are freaking ruining this river because it's turning into freaking deckers, basically, with all the boot lickers. And those <laughs> fish are learning that they can just get up behind you. And uh, Jeremy Hillman, who lives there, uh, was with me. And he was like, what the hell, man? Every river has this? And I was like, I've never seen it before until today. And uh, we were kind of shocked about it.
3: Mm-hmm. I bet that's what's happening with the, with the fish with the holes in them. Those are boot lickers. People are just taking pot shots at them.
1: Just shooting it right there from behind. (laughs) That's funny.
3: Jesus. I mean, they're probably thinking self defense. Like, these fucking things are trying to attack me. I got to bust out my gat and start popping caps.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I swear to God, you come any closer, Trout, you're going to get it. 2A for life. Go get you. Mm -hmm. For life. (laughs) Yeah. You're not gonna to take to t- my gun, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. damn trout, dude! I'm not oh, even yeah. done with my fishing report. Oh. Oh, we yeah. cut them yeah, yeah. off. Sorry,
0: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead,
1: dude. Uh, go ahead. I do
3: just have a couple more things I wanted to mention that that uh, uh are kind of time not time sensitive, but I'll forget about them. um So I ran out to Utah with a group of folks, uh, for the, my aforementioned buddy, Kurt, he does his annual birthday trip. So he, uh, he works, his job is, you know, he's, he does like four days on four days off and switches between days and nights and shit like that. So he's got kind of a goofy schedule, but it gives him a lot of weekdays off to fish. And so the way his schedule is, if he takes four vacation days, he gets 12 days off in a row. So every year for his birthday, he takes those four days of vacation and he goes and fishes for 12 days straight. So he goes all over the place. And one of the stops that he likes to make is uh, the Green River below Flaming Gorge. So he uh, threw out the invite, and a, a lot of f- super fishy people responded and said, hell yeah, we'll go do this shit. And so there was a pretty big group of us. Um, you know, you got the the Arizona Serpnac came rolling up um, from Colorado. You had uh, quite a few folks make the trek. You had some some local Utah folks that that ventured over. You had some Wyoming folks that ventured over there. Um <clears throat> Charlie Poole was in the mix. So uh we all headed over there and uh Kurt let me borrow his raft. So he had his drift boat with him for his extended trip and he's like, hey man, go grab my raft and you tow it over and then we'll have another boat to use. And so the green over there below Flaming Gorge Reservoir is uh, broken down into what they call the A, B, and C sections of the river. Uh, and there's, you know, multiple put-ins and take-outs and whatever. And each section of the river kind of has a unique layout. I mean, they're, they're not the same. Uh, and we fished uh, the C section the f- first day and then floated it, and <clears throat> I rode that in the raft, and then on the second day, we fished the A section, which has like seven rapids, and they're class two, there's two of them that are, that they call class two plus, that are not quite a class three, but, so, I was like, okay, I've never done this before. Like, I mean, you know, I've rowed for an hour or two here and there in my buddy's boats where it wasn't too sketchy it just so they could fish. But I've never, like, really been the captain of a, of a boat for the whole day where I was responsible for shit, you know. So, I was like, everybody fucking wear life jackets. That's all I'm going to say. So, but it's required there anyway. So, no big deal. But, uh, so we had a blast, man. But. I wasn't really sure like I, I, so Ron Brown and Elaine came and, you know, Ron's an experienced oarsman. So I, the, when we fished a section, he rented a boat, they rented a boat and they fished out of that boat. And then I rode with JC in the raft. And so we're cruising and we, you know, come to the first rapid and we're going through and I had Cooper with me. So he's sitting on the back seat with his ears flapping in the wind, going through the rapids and shit. It was like, it was pretty cool. I'd never really, you know, navigated that kind of stuff before, but I was just kind of watching Ron and seeing the lines that he was taking and whatever. So we get through and when they rented the boat, the rental company said, okay, here's a map of the river. And they said, okay, there's this rapid and this rapid and that rapid. And they pointed one out in particular. They said the mother-in-law is... A sketchy rapid, and it sinks boats every year. And like you got to pay attention, and here's how you approach it. Well, so we get up to that one, and we pull over and get out, and we walked it, and we get down to you know the bottom of it. Just me and Ron walked it, and he's like, "Well, what do you think?" And I said, "Well." I'm thinking we enter over here up at the top on the right side and then kind of just hug the left center. And then once we get down past these boulders, because there were three giant boulders that went out into the middle of the river and the river wants to push you between those boulders, but there's no room for a boat. So you can see how that would go. So you have to pull, pull, pull to stay away from those boulders. And then once you clear the third one, there's a rock wall on the left and the river goes under it. So if you get up against that rock wall, it's going to high side your boat and you're upside down. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't blasting through there. Nothing super, super challenging. So we get through there. I watched him, he got about halfway down and I started in and just, you know, I was, the way I was doing it is I was keeping a little bit of an angle because it has an aluminum floor and a frame in it. It's two pontoons, so it's not like an oval shaped raft. It's two straight pontoons with uh, an aluminum frame in it. And the aluminum frame sits right on the water level. And so I didn't want to like spear a boulder that was right under the surface of the water and jack it up or something so i was keeping a little bit of an angle where the pontoon would go over any submerged rocks and what i was doing is i would point the pontoon right at you know whatever i was clearing and then just as i would get up to it i'd give a little pull and it would straighten the raft out and because it's two pontoons that thing tracks really well so i would straighten it out in the rapid and it would just ride straight down the rapid so that was what i was doing all day and it was working great Mm So we get through the mother-in-law, no problem. And then we get to this next one and you know, we're thinking okay, well we've gotten through the worst one, so, you know, we're good. So anyway, we get Ron jumps in it, he starts down and I jump in it, I follow his line and there's there's one giant boulder right in the middle of the river. And then on the left side downstream of that boulder is another big boulder. So you have to, you could go either side. And so we selected the left side um, and Ron, well, Ron selected the left side and I was following his line. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, the left side looks mellower, but you do have, you have to go, you have to clear that boulder and then get back over to the right pretty quickly. But it didn't look like it was like panic time. The right side was narrower and faster water, but it was a straight shot. So I'm like, I could see going either way, but anyway, Ron picked the left. So I followed him. So they get down and then we're hitting it and I'm just pulling. I get past, you know, to the right or to the left of the big boulder and I've got my pontoon just clearing it. And so just like I was before, just as I get up to it, I give it a little pull with the left oar to straighten it out. And the fucking thing went right. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I dig the left oar in and pull as hard as I can and it keeps going right. I have no idea what's going on. All of a sudden, we go up on this boulder, and we flip 180 degrees and just pin to the backside of this boulder. I mean, we were, push- we were pushing so hard up against this rock that the pontoon was, like, collapsing on the front. And molding over it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the water came over the back of the raft and was pushing the back deck of the raft underwater. So the water was coming up, and you've seen those cataracts. Those pontoons mm-hmm. are big. The water was going over the pontoon onto the back deck and pushing the raft down. So the back of the raft was underwater. And I'm like, uh, I thought we were going over. So I, the, I had Cooper in the raft, and he was sitting in the – little net next to me. So I grabbed the handle on the back of his life jacket and I was going to throw him out into the river to the left. Cause it was, that was like the end of the run. So it just kind of eddied out. And so I was going to throw him out and then jump and then grab JC by the back of her freaking life jacket and jump out with her. But, but then we just like pinned so I'm like, shit, okay, we're not flipping. Like, we're safe. We're good. Let's figure this out. I had no idea what was going on. I thought maybe one of the nylon straps that holds the pontoon on had gotten hung on a log or some shit under the water. I was just like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. So I told JC, I'm like, look, just just chill. Let's she she got she was like getting out onto the boulder. And I'm like, no, 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 just mm. stay in the boat. Like and so then I notice I look and the fucking anchor rope is out of the raft. Oh so shit. the anchor rope had gotten somehow out under between the pontoon and the and the frame and got sucked under the raft and was wrapped around a boulder under the water. And it yeah, just It just had us freaking pinned. So then I'm like, okay, wait, I know exactly what's going on. The anchor rope is out. Like, all I need to do is cut the rope and we're free. So I went to the back of the boat and I grabbed the anchor. It was just on a, you know, on a clip. So I, I, I unclipped the anchor and put it in the basket and I, I handed JC the oars. I said, here, you hold these. I'm going to cut the rope. And then I'm grabbing the oars because I don't know how. There was so much pressure on the raft. I didn't know if it was going to, like, spring out of there or, or spin or do whatever. So I'm like, I want the fucking oars in my hands as soon as I cut the rope. And so we cut the, I cut the rope, I grabbed the oars, and we were just kind of in a little eddy. The boat kind of sprung up a little bit, and then we just slowly started backing away from the boulder. I dipped the oar into the fast water, and it pushed us back, and we were good. But it was the yeah. weirdest fucking thing, dude. And I mean, it was like m- my second time rowing a raft, and it was the first time I had ever really <laughs> hit any rapids with any significance, but... So that was a trip, man. But uh,
4: I that's thought we were going day. over.
3: Yeah, I'd be scared of yeah. yeah. But that, that. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of just keep your freaking wits and keep your head straight and stay cool, stay calm, and figure it out. And man, we, you know, we were kind of laughing about it, actually. We, JC and I were like, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen is we're going to jump in the river and, and swim to shore. But, you know, so it wasn't like panic situation, but the nope. way it happened, 100%. not knowing what was going on, was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> dude, that's... Dude, I
1: actually have a knife in a sheath right beside me on my right-hand side that's locked yep. into the boat, just in case... Of the, I mean, I'm not even kidding. You, I just pull it out. If I knew that was what was catching it, boom, I'd have just cut it and been like, let's get the hell out of this. But if it wasn't a yeah. bad rapid, it, it you know, I mean, you had time to check it out. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. You don't want to fuck. Well, I, dude, I had no idea.
3: I had no idea what was happening. I mean, all of a sudden we spun around and we were pinned on a rock and I was like, I don't know why we're stuck here. And I just, we just had to figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had my knife handy, but I wasn't thinking about it for that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad I did though. Well,
1: I'm glad you guys are okay, man. You just never know, man. It's that little small shit that you're like, oh, it's a little baby ripple. And you get down to the bottom of it. It's like a huge, you know, freaking back eddy that's pulling the boat, you know, somewhere else. And you got to dig down. It's That's why I won't row the South Fork at the Snake, man. I'm That one is notorious for that. The boils and stuff that come up there looks all smooth, but you'll just be creeping along. And there's a big just like whirlpool sucking people down, dude. I just I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm not that good. So I call it good, Mm -hmm. especially if fishing was incredible though. Well, and think about this too, Scott, good thing you were in a raft. Uh, It might not have happened if you'd have been in a hard side, but if you're in that kind of position in a hard side, you got some shit to worry about. At least you can kind of pop off of that rock. I mean, you could have taken on water if you were to been in a hard side, Um, you know, yeah, but the anchor rope,
3: just never know. Couldn't have gotten out in a hard side.
1: Right. I was just thinking if you were up on that rock, yeah, yeah. up on that rock. Well, I mean,
3: a, that's a thing. the thing. The only reason why we ended up up on that rock was because of the anchor rope.
1: Well, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's, that's scary, dude. It just, it's scary yeah. sometimes. Ow, little fucker. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Sorry, my cat just bit me right Are in Are you fighting with your brain. cat? Yeah, dude, just bit me right on my pinky when I was, a <laughs> little fucker. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, sorry. Nice. Let me get up out of here. First. Well, Maybe a couple
3: more mentionables. Um, you know, they had that uh, Mayfly Twenty Five on the Fly, so that uh, the, the guys who have been doing the Mile High Twenty Five, they're kind of branching out and they've started a new organization called Twenty Five on the Fly, and they're sponsoring like multiple tournaments around the country. And uh, they got involved with the Mayfly Project, which. Uh, raises money to introduce um, foster children to fly fishing so uh really good cause there but their their 25 on the fly was nationwide so you could fish anywhere in the country so it was kind of cool watching you know watching people I mean there was a dude who posted a carp in Central Park in New York oh, that's uh, there was yeah, dude. So there was people like all over the country. There's a dude catching carp in the Los Angeles River in, like fucking Compton or some shit. Like, I don't know where he was exactly, but he was it was urban for sure. And uh, so it was pretty cool to watch. But uh, I went down to to uh, a, a lake down south and rode uh, Brittany and Aaron around. Um, they wanted to go hit this lake that had pike and stuff in it. And ended up catching a bunch of fish, but like right at the end of the day, Aaron hooks up with a freaking 38 inch pike, and we nice. got it on the boat, got the tape on it and everything and that was pretty uh pretty impressive. I haven't that's the biggest one I've ever seen and then uh a couple weekends ago, you know ron Ron Brown headed up to Alaska. Uh he's he got a gig up there guiding for the next few months. He's gonna be up there through October, so uh that's gonna be pretty kick ass for him. But they uh yeah. He might he might have like two episodes
2: to listen to when he gets back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Probably. I was,
1: <laughs> I was talking to him last night when he was with the anchor. Yeah. He was like, Hey man, uh you guys gonna do a recording? That way I can have something to listen to when I get back into service. And I was like, Yeah, I'll get
3: you point out. <laughs> yeah, he could, uh, yeah. he can listen to two episodes of my fishing reports at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And, and Scott, I gotta go back on you real quick, man. That uh that Mayfly project, I've been working with those the actual kids uh for the past two and a half months. And let me tell you, it is if you if you're a person that likes to donate or looking for a cause, I'm telling you, I'm I'm on the ground with these kids, and it is it's unbelievable, man. I mean, I I am gonna I'm really gonna start putting more and more time in with these kids, man. It is it's unbelievably awesome. Uh, they are great kids. The mentors that are there that are working with them, very good guys and ladies, uh, really. I'm, I'm not kidding. It just breaks my heart, man. Uh, but it's it's a great cause. So if there's any listeners out there that like to do donations, yeah, you can talk to Scott or I. We can get you set up with whoever that you want to get to that's in your area. They do it, like you said, Scott, nationwide. So they're always looking for mentors. They're always looking for people with a skill for fly fishing that can you know, kind of help these kids out. And it's it's amazing. That there's actually kids like this in the United States. It just breaks my fucking heart, dude. i am be honest with you. And so, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that they're doing stuff with it. And I'm glad that they chose, uh, to model that thing after the mile high 25 that, that really is close to my, my wheelhouse as well too. So it's really cool. Right. it's a really cool. Really cool And they probably
3: uh I would I would imagine they'd probably accept, you know, donations of flies or gear or shit like that too. So, yep. I'm sure yep. they're uh, always having a shortage of that kind of stuff. Yep.
1: Yep. I mean, uh the mentors uh I mean, we bring flies and tippet and stuff too, but man, it's it's always nice to, you know, to have somebody grab something else, you know, so. So, sure.
3: Yeah.
1: So anyway, but
3: Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, that's cool. So anyway, since Ron was going away, a bunch of us gathered um, down at 11 Mile Canyon and took over one of the picnic areas with nine cars or whatever the hell we had. We had a bunch of people down there, so we fished the canyon, uh, which was a a fun day. And then uh, the actual Mile High 25... was what a couple weekends ago and uh britney and steve maldonado who i think their team hold my beer if i remember correctly or hold my beer and watch this or something like that but um, they wanted to fish a still water lake on day two and didn't want to drag the the boat and everything with them so i sh- i ferried the boat down on sunday or saturday night and then while they were fishing out of the boat, I fished out of my float tube and uh, caught my first pike on the fly out of a float tube. So that was pretty cool. It was not 38 inches or even anywhere near that, but it was my first pike on the fly. So I was pretty excited about that. I mean, I should say it was my first, like, targeted legit pike on the fly. I did catch a little, like, 12-inch pike on the Dream Stream one day when I was nymph fishing for trout, but I didn't really count that as my first pike. But the funny thing about that wow. one was when I posted that picture on on I think back in the day it was like trout porn or one of those groups. I got so much fucking heat for not killing that fish. Oh my God. And I was finally just like I, I remembered distinctly all the people fucking trashing me and my response to them was, well I guess it's a good thing I don't give a fuck what you think.
1: <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly, man. Fuck those guys. They ain't got time for that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you're ready to go on a pike trip, let me know, Scott, because uh I got the place unlocked, ready for you, my man. All, All right. Ready. Yeah. Man. You it's right up your alley, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, and Steve and BJ can go, I guess.
4: Yeah, I'll go.
3: I, I guess.
2: I got a yeah. I got a pike lake that's 40 minutes from my house. I'll go there.
4: Go so get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll just finish I up. I've got
3: one more river that I fished in the
4: yeah, okay.
3: two-and-a-half-month hiatus that we had. And it was the uh, the Boulder River in Montana. And I will say, normally I wouldn't blow up a, a river, but uh, oh, I have fuck to fuck give it. a shout-out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Montana. They already hate <laughs> us in Colorado. anyway. anyway. <laughs> I mean, the only... Yeah, they're, Montana's are the only ones that hate Coloradans worse than Wyoming, so it's all good. But, uh, but no, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, big, big Timber Fly Fishing. Those guys are fucking legit. And not only, um, you know, guiding you, getting you out on the river, they know what's up, they know what bugs, they, they know the deal. Uh, but they're also connected in town. I mean, it's a pretty small town. And they are connect they are connected both socially and everything. So we knew exactly like they hooked us all up, told us where to stay. We had dinner together. We had a good great time. Um but they they you know they will not just take you fishing, they'll tell you like Hey, here's where to go get good food. Here's where to go to stay. Like it was, it was a pretty unique experience. Big Timber is, uh, it's a pretty special place. Um, Small town, everybody kind of knows everybody. They've got the world's best gas station, at least that I've ever been into. Well, let's just say, I walked into the gas station while I was gassing up. I went in there to use the restroom, and I came out with a Vortex Strike Fire 2 red dot sight for my uh-huh. AR and a, a box of, of uh, windowed mags. And I w- I'm not shitting you. They probably had just rifles. They probably had 500 rifles in the store. They had probably that, that many handguns. and the it was the funniest thing ever because no, normally I go into the gun store in Colorado or whatever and everything's behind the counter. It's all up on the walls. You got to ask them, like, hey, can I look at that one? Hey, can I look at this one? Dude, you know those little round, like, carousel retail displays that, you know, you put, like, clothes on and shovels and shit? They had AR-15s on those. They had just in the middle of the store, just a round carousel with, like, 30 fucking ARs on it with all different different optics and different shit. You just pick them up, check them out, like, whatever. It was fucking – and then they just had walls and walls of – every rifle you can think of that it was incredible. So that's that place is called the fort. It's uh they've also got a big gift shop in there with all kinds of stuff, but uh, yeah, the Boulder river was awesome. We floated it one day, ended up with like 20 pretty nice sized whitefish, uh, a dozen or so Browns rainbow <laughs> cut bows or cutthroat. And then uh, day two, we drove up, uh, just me and my buddy, we drove up uh, upstream from where the forks come in and fished on foot and uh, did pretty well there, too. Got some, some bows and cut bows and cutthroat stuff up there. So it was pretty fun. But, uh, you know, I guess I'm just kind of spoiled being in Colorado, too, because the fishing was great and it's beautiful up there. But it was like, you know, I wasn't totally blown away um, by the river. Just because, like, I mean, living in Colorado, I, I would say if I lived anywhere else in the country, I probably would have been blown away by it. But, you know, fishing where I fish down here, it was, it was, it was awesome. But, yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh, that and the Boise River.
1: <laughs> yeah. I need one of those AR-12 gauge, dude. Mm. Yeah. That's what I want.
4: Mm-hmm. I
3: think that would sweet. be fun.
1: Just for duck, honey. Just for <laughs> duck, <honey. laughs>
2: Yeah. Jesus. Uh. I did almost, yeah. uh, probably about a month and a half ago, I did almost sell everything and buy a ranch in Wyoming that was across from the Bighorn River. So uh, Oh, nice. That was a discussion point for about 10 minutes with the wife
4: dude i could sell
3: everything that i own and all of you own and still not be able to buy a ranch in wyoming
2: oh i was gonna get a farm i was gonna get no i was gonna get a farm loan from the government man i'd be all right oh
1: Oh. there you go i got it all figured out was it at fort smith
2: uh no it was shit i forget the name of the town it was it was north of thermop that's all i remember oh yeah so it was like half an hour from thermop there was uh Bison that ran through the frickin' property, and it was across the road from the bighorn. That's all I know. But,
1: ah, so you way weigh down. Mm-hmm. I, yeah.
2: so I was going to apply for a government government farm loan and uh, get. I'll go in on that shit with you. Get my ranch going, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. I will yeah. go in on idea. that shit with you.
0: You could ranch mm-hmm. coyotes.
3: Yeah,
2: I would probably just let somebody else farm it, and then I would buy a drift boat, and you would never hear from me again. <laughs> except (laughs) except the three of you (laughs) you'd be sharecropping (laughs)
1: yeah yeah then you can fight all the fires and heat and drought and everything else with this too man it'd be fun
2: yeah we ain't got that shit out here in pennsylvania yeah welcome to the west the
1: drought (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you might be able to buy the property but it probably doesn't have any water on it so you're gonna die of thirst (laughs) Yep. yeah and thermop's really nice in the winter time too so yeah You'd be able to handle it. It's fun. It's fun. You need 17 foot of snow. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so do we even have time for a topic or what we have, Steven? Or Scott, whoever's in charge tonight.
0: Oh, well, we we're two hours. I don't I think we started pretty Yeah. I geez.
3: Yeah, I think we're uh pushing the hour and a half mark on on actual recording time. But yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Well,
2: it's like, I do want to say, uh,
3: this episode's
2: for Tom. I am going to say that real quick. Yes, so, please. Yeah, yeah. We all, we all yeah. lost a dear friend of ours. Uh, and really fast, man. Really fast.
3: So yeah. Fuck cancer.
2: Fuck. Cancer. Yep.
3: So and a loyal
1: uh, listener, man. He, uh, he enjoyed listening to all four of us. Uh,
0: he was one back of the work and all that. Yep. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's one of the one of the few guys that you could count on to, mm-hmm. give, to give feedback and to listen. And you know, I mean, there's not a lot of true friends slash fans out there like he was. That's for sure. That's
1: true. And he and it helped too that he knew all four of us. You know, yeah. and so uh, you know, and he's actually been on a podcast with us way way back. Couple then, times, wasn't it? Yeah, A yeah. Couple times. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna have to find that one and I'll republish it and edit out all the. Horseshit advertising <laughs> <trajectory>. <laughs> for, for, for yeah. people that never fucking paid me. Oh shit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm glad I got to fish with them there a couple years ago and, and I did not kill him, even though, Rob, you thought I would, I, I about did Right. So, I know you did, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You I took, I was yeah. So, I took, uh, You know, I took him on a seven mile death march through the woods with a couple buddies of mine.
3: So I know you're the only one who actually tried to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, dude, it's been a long time, but I remember distinctly saying. All I want is to not be the guy that killed Tom Peterson.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> we all managed to be that, but uh, yeah, it was something else. And so I'll just say, like, you know, Rob was gracious enough to host a uh, a, a gathering, um, you know, just before Tom's passing, so that you know, a few of his closest friends could could you know say their goodbyes and and you know see him one last time, and that was incredible. Uh, but he did say, uh, he, he whispered in my ear that you, I guess you don't get your chance to kill me. And that that was, I think if you saw that was, that was when I broke down into tears when he said that, but, uh, Mm -hmm. there uh, one of the times I should say. Um, but yeah, that was when I fished the Boise river and that was pretty special just, you know, on the backside of Rob's property, but so Tom gave me um, a rod and a reel, and you know, both Tom and I and a few other of our friends are volunteers for a, an organization called Real Recovery, uh, which you know takes guys that are that are dealing with cancer uh, out fishing, and they do these uh, weekend retreats uh, where you you know you spend some time uh, sitting around in a circle and sharing your stories and healing emotionally. Uh, and I was a participant in, in one a few years ago, uh, after my cancer diagnosis, and I had been volunteering for quite a while, as I think a lot of people know, uh, before then, but so it was kind of ironic when I was actually eligible to participate, but, uh, After that, I was a volunteer as a fishing buddy. And so Tom, you know, he's also a fishing buddy for real recovery in Nevada and California. And so he gave me this rod and reel and said, you know, I want you to use this in future real recovery retreats. So, and then he whispered to me, he said, according to my doctors, you've got five days to catch a fish and send me a picture. Mm-hmm. And that was the second time that I lost it. <laughs> that weekend. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. anyway, so dude, I will tell you after he left, I went out to the river in the backyard and I fucking fished harder than I've ever fished in my life. And my elbow still hurts from <laughs> throwing those fucking men's all the way across the river. And I finally, finally caught Which is, pound for pound, the most special trout that I have ever caught in my life. It was about an 8-inch brown, and that might be a little generous on the size estimate, but uh, that was pretty fucking special. And that afternoon, I texted it to Tom, and uh, Alice went and visited him and said that he saw that picture. So, that was pretty special. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, you talk about pressure, number one, pressure from Tom, and then there was like 12 of us standing right there above him,
3: <laughs> like just watching and going, come on, Scott, come on, get it. Get oh, no, it, they, it, they, they were saying, Scott, they were saying, further, no, no, mend it harder, no, catch it further. <laughs> <laughs> They're like telling me everything I was doing wrong, so I had so much support.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what sucks is that was uh, like at the tail end of the runoff, so... Usually uh, at the river here, it's like 300 CFS. It was like at 900 at that point. So it was like, it was, it was a pretty good. And all the to fish
3: on the opposite side of the river, you could see yeah. them. But, I mean, it was everything I could do to get a roll cast <laughs> and, and over there to get a good drift. And I literally threw my elbow and my shoulder out <laughs> to get that 8 inch trout. That is the hardest I have ever worked for a fish.
0: You know, <laughs> but he you know, That's
2: awesome. you know, it's amazing that the knack that man had for making us all better people. And, and I think he got to see so many of us and our friends special places. Right. When he made that trip across the country, I mean, I took him to my favorite native Brook Trout, Pennsylvania spot that I've ever been to. Right. And I'm I'm so blessed that I got to share it with him. And I know so many of our friends like got to do that with him. Right. And uh mm-hmm. It just tells you, man, anybody out there listening that that still stuck around this freaking long, um, go go do what you want to do, man. That's what I learned from him. if you yeah. wanna do something, go freaking do it, dude. Don't let nothing stand your way. Um you know, money, time, none of that matters. Just just go, go fucking do it. Go do it.
1: Yeah. That's it. And and Scott nailed it with that. He made a comment that most of the people that are in Tom's spot, I mean, Scott, you said it perfectly, but they wishing that they would have done the stuff that Tom did. Tom knew and he went ahead and did it before he even got the diagnosis. So Yep. Yeah. 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 That shit made me cry, Scott. I was like, damn it, dude. I'm on the tracker and I read your <laughs> comment and I was like, Fuck, man, I'm be breaking up crying right here. And I did too. I was like, dude, that was such a good comment. But it was oh, way dude. more elegant and not as redneck sounding.
3: Uh, that's you
1: made Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds
3: awesome coming out of your mouth. I uh, know, yeah, right. <laughs> but that was the thing. I mean, even you know, when when we were sitting there with Tom, he said, you know, I heard him tell multiple people that you know he's at peace, he's ready, he's okay. Like he doesn't need to fight it. He's not worried about anything. And it's it's because he has lived his life for the last how many, however many years, like that day was coming tomorrow, you know, so he, he had nothing to look back on and go, I wish I had done more. And, you know, of course, more time with your kids and more time with your grandkids and all of that stuff. And, and, you know, he worked hard to mend uh, what what was a challenging uh, family situation. I mean, he, you know, I'm not getting too personal, but uh, he worked really hard to make sure that he was in his daughter's lives and his grandchildren's lives and, and overcame some obstacles to make that happen and make sure that it happened. And, uh, you know, so... I mean, that's got to be, of course, what, what was driving him more than anything, but just seeing and being lucky enough to be, I, I just, I truly believe that Tom's fishing trips were, you know, they benefited the rest of us more than they benefited him.
1: No, I know it did. I I agree. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know it did. I mean, i fished with them quite a bit in the past, you know, four or five years and Man, I mean, there was times where we would fish and just be like, you know what, dude, I'm good. Let's sit down. We just sit down, laugh, bullshit, throw rocks, whatever, man. You know, so it was, it was always nice, you know, always nice. And he always count on you, man. I mean, he would, uh, he'd say, hey, man, uh, I'm gonna be coming this way. You want to go fish? Well, let me see what's going on. If you could, great. If you couldn't, he was like, dude, I'll catch you next time. And that's what I loved about it. He didn't get mad. Oh man, you ain't gonna go right. fish with me. Yet yeah he was just he was he was like oh cool man if not we'll make it work next time and that's that's awesome to me awesome yep. to me he knew everybody mm-hmm. had their own lives too so that was cool Yep. yeah
2: hey remind yeah. me uh when when the four of us are offline to to bring something up to you three about tom and something i want to do from us
1: okay that sounds good
0: yeah
1: well do you think we even got time for any topics <laughs> I think we might have to pile them up and actually do this again in two weeks or, you or less. Like again in two, or less. Yeah.
2: How about, how about the, how about we try next week to drop a quick little Q and a half hour and just hit a hot one. Yeah, We'll
3: just, uh, let's do a short one next week on some topics and, and we'll skip the fishing reports uh, or at least <laughs> a week from now, the fishing reports won't be very long. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 months worth. Yeah.
1: yeah. No shit. Yeah. So yeah.
3: I, I would say uh, uh, we'll end it with this podcast is also brought to you by the Ultimate Rod Case. If safeguarding your rods and reels is as important as the convenience of arriving with your gear pre-rigged and ready to go, then look no further than the Ultimate Rod Case. The Ultimate Rod Case is fused together from two solid pieces of 16-gauge diamond-plate aluminum combined with stainless steel components, creating a completely rust-free rod case, which mounts to any roof or ladder rack. Your rods and reels are completely protected, enclosed in internal PVC rod tubes, which are hand-packed and insulated for thermal protection. With the longest warranty period in the industry, Ultimate Rod Case protects your peace of mind as well. Handcrafted by the McCoy family in their shop in Colorado Springs, their new shop, the ultimate rod case is available in two, four, and eight fly rod cases in lengths ranging from nine to 12 feet. They even make ultimate rod cases for spinning rods, and they're also potentially starting to make some for uh, spay and switch rods. Nice. So visit them at ultimaterodcase.com for product information and photos, and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at ultimaterodcase. And remember, say no to plastic. And uh, one more little plug is they also now own uh, a company in Colorado Springs called Pro Coat, uh, and they do the spray-in bed liners. Uh they're also offering that as an external coating for your ultimate rod case. Oh really? Uh, Damn. And if you would like to upgrade your existing ultimate rod case to the Pro Coat coating, give them a shout.
1: Nice. That, uh, dude, that's awesome. And they, you know,
3: Earl told me that they were doing that, and he's like, Yeah, man, I'll I'll do yours for free if you want, you know. And and I was like, shoot, that'd be badass. So I took a close look at mine and I'm like, dude, the paint still looks like the day I bought it. So, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. But the paint you used originally was pretty damn durable. So I'm, I think I'm good. But so yeah, if you want those pro coated,
0: away you go. Yeah. Nice. I'm sorry. if you need a back, I, bedliner, I called him back to order one, but I haven't heard anything from him in like a month and a half. So I need to call him back. Uh oh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You gonna have him paint it yellow to match their truck?
0: No, no. it'll <laughs> it'll go on the expedition. So it'll, be oh. it'll be black. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice.
1: Well, awesome. They, they, well, they, they, if, if even watch out, boys, because when you trade your truck in, the guys that uh, you trade the truck in will want the rod cases because yeah. that badass dude. Yeah, they're getting they're
2: getting <laughs> a new rod case. Yeah, You're right. Mm-hmm. Up in yeah. the value.
1: Yes, yeah, so well, <laughs> bro.
2: So, uh, thanks to the listeners.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Thanks for sticking in there, guys.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Marcus,
3: Chipley. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be like feast or famine. I can't fucking. I gotta wait three months for a damn episode, and then I gotta sit through two and a half hours of bullshit. (laughs) Like, fuck. Pick one. Pick one, fellas. (laughs) Yeah. You know you can hear. You hate me. What what is is it? Stop. Yeah, you know you can stop the recording and listen to the rest of it later, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, listen, Joe Rogan's like three hours. So fuck him.
3: That's all. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, and like and like forty five minutes of his shit is ad reads. Ad reads. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, well, guys, you'll hear from us next week Dan.
0: All right. Hell Hell yeah. yeah! Everybody, take care.
4: Be good. Yeah, bye. Peace. Peace. Peace are falling and I'm running out of breath, keep me in your heart for a while, if I leave you it doesn't mean I love you any less, keep me in your heart for a while, when you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun, keep me in your heart for a while. A train leaving nightly called when all is said and done. Keep me in your heart for a while. Keep me in your heart for a while. doing simple things around the house maybe you'll think of me and smile you know i'm tired to you like the buttons on your blouse keep me in your heart for a while hold me in your thoughts take me to your dreams touch me as i'm falling The fire's lit, and I will be right next to you. Engine drivers headed north to Pleasant Street, keep me in your heart for a while. These wheels keep turning, but they're running out of steam. La 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 Keep me in your heart for one Sha